0: hey everyone it's kim hi it's trisha welcome to another episode of lucid in translation so in the previous episode we went through a list of advice from pickup artists and dating coaches on how to pick up women and we thought it was only fair to now have an episode on how to pick up men but of course we are two heterosexual women in their 20s so we thought it was only right to for the first time in our podcast, invite a male guest. And that is none other than our friend, drumroll, Himong!
1: I'm very excited to be here. Um, Thank you for having me as your first guest, and I can't wait for the conversation.
2: Yeah, no, we're excited to have you here. Um, Thank you for agreeing to come on and do this with us. So similar to last time, we scoured through the internet and we found articles, some of the top results on Google, on um, female information from female pickup artists and how to pick up men. And we'll be again walking through some of these articles, but since Kim and I can't really provide a male's perspective, we'll be asking you, Himong about your perspective on some of the advice that's put out there. I'm excited. So our first question is, Have you ever been approached by a woman?
1: No. And I think that speaks to how rare it happens. Like you said, the resources that you found online were scarce. And it's because, like, it doesn't happen much.
2: And, I mean, you talk to the male gender. (laughs) Um, Would you say that your your friends and people that you talk to um, who are males, do they get approached by women often or no?
1: I've never seen it happen.
2: Yeah, so it's interesting because we, you know, when going through the internet and looking for advice, we got some pretty generic information. We wanted to ask you about it. First, we'll start talking about an article that we found on WikiHow because we started off with WikiHow in our other episode and we thought it would be fair to start off the same way.
0: I actually thought the advice on WikiHow for men was pretty good. But browsing through this article, and I guess we'll talk more about it, our thoughts and everything, but the very first advice is to look good, to wear something classy, but fun. It says guys like girls who look well put together, but not so perfect that they are unapproachable. It suggests for women to wash their faces and to use facial moisturizer daily. And to wear mascara, lip gloss, concealer, face powder, very natural type of makeup. And this is like the first three things on the list which is directed towards the physical appearance.
2: Yeah, so everything from smell to looks to wearing lighter makeup, just looking, smelling clean. <clears throat> we noticed that there's a very physical Um, aspect to how women should be presenting themselves um, at first when picking up men if we recall in the last episode there was nothing about how men should be looking when picking up women so we wanted to ask you um, how do you feel about these first three to four pieces of advice
1: yeah i think it it depends Um, in my perspective it's whatever what makes the women feel most comfortable so if it, it is wearing makeup, mascara, then you should do it. But I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, you need to have all this stuff to to approach a guy. It's whatever you feel most confident in. I think that's what the article might be referencing. Like, whatever makes you the most confident version of yourself so you could go approach this person.
0: So how do you and your friends feel about women who wear heavier makeup? Because this advice is leaning towards more very natural-looking type of qualities
1: personally it's it's a turnoff because Mm. it you know from the woman's perspective if that's what makes them feel the most confident i think that's completely fine but when it comes to engaging with the male in our perspective i think natural beauty is a thing and Mm. it matters because you know if something does happen you're not going to be with this person in this form majority of the time it's going to be in your more natural form and that's That's how you want the that's how you want to make your first impression.
2: Yeah, so I think it was just interesting that there was such a physical approach to how women should pick up men, that women should be using their physical assets to get men. Whereas when men approach women, it's more about just trying to start up conversation, you know, getting their number, just kind of getting straight to the conversation part of um, like the meat of, like, the situation rather than, like, women having to have to focus so much on the physical. So I thought that was interesting. If a woman who wasn't well-groomed approached you, this is a hypothetical, um, would she still have the same amount of chance as a woman who was very well put together?
1: Yes. I think it depends on the conversation because, like, it happens so rarely that guys will always give it a shot. So then it becomes the conversation that you're having and less about the appearance. I think the other way around for for guys approaching girls, there's a lot of competition. So you have a lot of pressure to be put together and have the right conversations. But when it's this scenario, when a woman is approaching a man, regardless of the looks, it's the conversation that's going to dictate what happens next.
0: Mm, So you're kind of insinuating that basically any woman who approaches you has a pretty good chance. So what would be. Off
1: putting? That's a good question. So, what I would say is, majority of the guys will always give it a chance, mm-hmm. and the off putting part will be what the conversation goes to. Mm. So, people might be looking for it depends on the setting you're in if you're at a bar or you're at like a library, a book club, whatever it is that dictates the conversation, obviously. But I think they have a shot at the end of the day, um, and it's going to be the conversation. Nothing would be really off-putting until someone says like very, something very stupid in the conversation. <laughs>
2: yeah, so I mean, after looks aside, we get to the breaking the ice portion of this article where it talks about catching the guy's attention. And I think first and foremost, the first thing as a woman, it's told to make eye contact and to really facilitate some kind of a connection by making eye contact, smiling, general flirting, getting caught looking at the guy um, to eventually like make your first move. So how do you feel about body language?
1: I think eye contact is very important because when you're in a social scene, it's very unapproachable to not have eye contact because it's it's something that invites you into starting the conversation. And once you're talking and you have eye contact, I feel like it builds a little bit of intimacy that's usually not there when you're just like, if you're side to side and you're not talking, or if you're facing the bartender and you're having a conversation, it's a different conversation when you turn around, you look at each other and you have drinks in your hand. So I, I definitely see why that kind of made the article because it, it, it's a more inviting conversation.
0: It also tells you to not go too overboard with hair touching or eye contact, which could make you seem desperate for attention. And Trisha and I had mentioned in the previous episode that we felt that it was very easy to sense desperation and that was something that would turn us off. But for you as a a man, how would you feel if you were sensing that the woman was desperate for your attention?
1: it would definitely be off-putting because you someone's trying too hard and it shouldn't be that hard. I guess it depends on what your goal is at the end of the day, whether it's relationship or something else. But if they're too desperate to have the conversation, it's kind of definitely off-putting because you kind of feel uncomfortable in that sense because it's not a 50-50 conversation anymore. It's like someone's very overbearing on the conversation. Yeah,
2: that's definitely interesting. I think that is one Area where it overlaps for both males, females. So, getting to the next part of the article, it talks about really getting to the conversation and speaking with the guy. So, starting a conversation with him, like you know him already, be friendly, be warm, be casual, but keep your cool. Don't be overly fascinated by every single thing that he says. And if you know, in the article, it says if a guy's questions are like if he responds to questions, which short curt answers, then he probably isn't interested. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I think it, when you ask open ended questions and you don't get an open ended answer, uh, that's when you know someone is not interested in you.
2: Is that the same with texting as well?
1: I think texting is different because you don't really want to write out long paragraphs. But if they make an effort to answer your question and be like, hey, easier to like have this conversation on purpose, it shows that they really want to do this. But like answering a long question in a text is just like annoying. Um, But it depends on what stage in like the dating cycle you are, I guess.
0: From your experience, do guys also have a code or some signifier with eye contact that they do? to maybe inform a friend like hey get me out of the situation or like hey maybe wing like wing man me
1: we definitely do but it's not like a, a code or anything if you see that your friends over there are laughing having a good time you leave them alone but if they're constantly making eye contact with you as their friend that's when you know it's time to kind of pull them out or like interfere in that conversation
2: yeah no that makes sense i'm sure it's probably not as common as it is with girls who have this as a regular thing. You know, different signals, eye contact to their girls. Um, Just to ask you a quick question based on our last episode, um, as a guy, have you encountered ever going up to a girl and then having her make an excuse to not talk to you or to any of your friends? And what were some of the excuses that she gave? How did that go?
1: Yeah, we've had this a few times when we used to go out Um, And most of the time, it's just like, sorry, I'm not interested, which I respect, you know, it's just saying very upcoming. But the other excuse to get is like, oh, I'm here with my girlfriend, so I can't talk right now. Or I'm just on my way out. And then you see them at another corner of the bar. So like, those are excuses that, you know, like, they're just trying to get rid of you. But the people who are more upfront, upfront is probably better.
2: Yeah, so for the remainder of this article, it just talks about flirting, acting genuinely interested in the guy, acting appropriately, don't get sloppy, and then ending the conversation and asking for his number. Would you say it's a turnoff for you if a girl ends a conversation asking you for your number?
1: No, I think that's actually very, it's a good sign. Because it, like, what are the chances that, like, I'll, I'll throw this back on you guys. When have you ever asked for a guy's number at the end of a conversation?
0: never in my life (laughs) never
1: exactly so when you do it it shows you're confident and you enjoy the conversation and you take it forward and it makes it a little bit easier on the guy to kind of be like I don't have to worry whether she's interested or not I already know it so you can start thinking about the next time you see each other
2: But don't they say that guys love the chase? So are you removing some of the chase from the guy by directly asking for his number and demonstrating your interest? Is it taking away an opportunity for him to run after you a little bit and giving him some mystery and excitement?
1: Guys do like the chase, but I think for the first date, it's either nothing or something. So when you invite that, when you give them your number, you're saying that there's a possibility here. And then the chase could kind of start after that. But you can't really chase someone after the first time you see them because you don't know how you feel each about, about each other. You don't know the conversations you're going to have. So I think putting that first foot down is like, here's my number. I want to take this forward. And then on the con- consecutive dates you have after that, then the chase kind of starts.
0: Ooh, okay, so when you are in a group setting, how would you advise a girl to approach you? Because in this article, it's telling the woman to get to know the whole group instead of, like, taking you on isolating you. But I feel like that could be kind of intimidating at first, so what would you suggest is the best method?
1: I I think I agree with the article in the sense that you want to get to know the whole group only because you'll kind of see... If they're going to stick together or if they're here for a different purpose, sometimes guys go out just to have a guy's night and they don't want anything to do with anything. And it's not the girl's fault. It's not the guy's fault. But the purpose of the the trip to the bars or wherever is different. So when you get to know the whole group, you'll kind of f- try to find like, you know, what are they really here for? Is it just the guy's night thing? And then once you get to know the whole group, then the eye contact part comes in where we about before where like if you're making eye contact with a specific person then the guy should get an invitation that you know this person is really into me and then that will be their cue to kind of like take you away to away from the group
2: yeah so similar to our last episode we were talking about male pickup artists and their guide for picking up women so similarly we found an article which was the pickup artist guide um for women to picking up men So just to quickly go through some of these tips, um, a lot of them are overlap, you know, for smiling when you walk into a room, catching the guy's eyes. It says, use a memorized opener followed by another memorized line or two.
0: Are there any pickup lines you think that would woo you?
1: Like I said before, I think the attempt is what matters. Mm -hmm. So I think you can't really go wrong with a pickup line. Um, especially if you're a girl, try and get on a guy because for number one, they haven't heard that many to begin with. Um, so it could either be corny, it could miss, and you could still go lead into the conversation. It's possibly, it's basically about how you follow that pickup line. If it's funny, you continue the conversation. If they didn't get it, be like, oh, I tried. And then maybe you can continue the conversation after that.
0: Now, do you have some pickup lines that you resort to?
1: I thought this conversation was about girls asking out guys. So I'll turn that around on you. Let's say you you're at a bar.
0: Oh and you,
1: you see the guy. What is your what would be your go-to line?
0: See, I never I don't think I would resort to a pickup line, like a simple corny thing.
1: What would be your opener? It doesn't have to be a pickup line.
0: I think I would start with some sort of question like, "Hey, what do you think I should drink tonight?" And I think that was one of the advice on one of these pickup articles to essentially give the man a sense of the ability to decide for you. Is that something that appears attractive?
1: Absolutely. And I think that that would work when you ask a guy to pick your next drink for you. Mm. Because number one, it's an opportunity for them to showcase how much they know about diff- different drinks. Um, and then they could they, that could actually lead into a conversation like, hey, what type of vibe are you going for? If it's more of a like chill vibe, you could go to wine. But if it's like something crazy, you could do like Jack and Coke or whatever like these sophisticated drinks are.
2: I would trip the guy and then he could <laughs> fall into my arms.
0: I think that's pretty effective.
1: Would you catch
2: him? I'm just kidding. I wouldn't trip the guy and have him fall into my arms. I think if I really wanted to approach a guy, I would kind of give him the chance to approach me. Like I would turn it around. So maybe I'd put myself in his view. Like let's say I was behind him or, you know, somewhere where he couldn't see me. I'd put him, in, I'd put myself in front of his like frame so he could see me. And I'd make it very obvious. Like I would come very close. I would stand, you know, nearby. Um maybe I might even like brush past him or something and really give him the opportunity very to say subtle. something. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't, then maybe I would just let it go.
0: But what would you do to initiate though? If I
2: had to initiate If he had a nice looking drink, I might tap him and say, what drink is that? It looks really nice. Or I just go for the compliment. Like if I liked his outfit or I liked his hairdo, I would just say, hey, I really like your hair. I really like your outfit. Be a bit more direct about it. Just give him a compliment.
1: Yeah. I feel like you could never go wrong with asking what they're drinking or like asking them what drink they would get you. Because that's basically inviting the conversation. Be like, hey, buy me a drink um, and you pick for me.
2: Mm. If you start flirting with a guy's friend, so if a girl starts flirting with your friend, um, is that a way for her to get you?
1: Absolutely not. There's a bro code. So if, you, if you're if you talking to the friend, you're basically off limits to the rest of the friend group for the rest of the night. So
0: Tell us more about this bro code.
1: It's, it's like the unwritten rule where if you see your, your friend talking to someone and it didn't work out, you don't approach that person. And it's just a thing that, that guys do.
0: What other codes do you have?
1: I don't want to leak all the, all the secret codes.
0: Maybe you've exposed them, right? The ladies listening, they can take notes. More will be willing to initiate. And then we have peace on earth.
1: Okay, so in an effort to bring peace on earth, one of the things that we we look at after, like this obviously would have happened mid-conversation, but if on Instagram and a girl has a lot of followers, for some reason, to to, to a good group of guys, that's a red flag. And you can say what you will or infer why that would be, but it's just, I don't know. It's one of those unexpl- unexplainable things, but it is it is viewed negatively from guys mm. because this person is, you know, whether they mean to or not, they're already getting a lot of attention and for some reason that's a red flag.
0: But wouldn't you think having a social media presence is more normalized these days? So it's not uncommon to find someone and figure like see that they have a lot of followers
1: i think it really depends on who the guy is like if if the guy is also active on tiktok instagram whatever i think it's it's more natural but if you take someone like me like i barely post Mm. so to to find someone who has a lot of followers like if we were to work out am i going to be on their social media do i want that and i feel like it could lead to like other problems down the road that you possibly don't want to deal with
2: yeah that's very interesting um because I don't think a lot of girls know that. I think, you know, if you have nice pictures, you get a lot of followers. It's crazy that that could take away from a chance of being with a nice guy or you being seen as a nice girl or someone worth pursuing. So that's definitely very interesting. In this advice, from female pickup artists there was one thing i wanted to shed light on one part of the article says don't play negative games stay open stay positive positive." and all the advice thus far that's been given to girls on picking up guys has just been very simple look nice look pretty approach them talk to their friends um you know don't play games like this is saying whereas when we explored advice from male pickup artists there was a lot of games involved a lot of games being played and it wasn't so straightforward for guys to pick up girls so i just wanted to talk a little bit about that mm. maybe a part of it is because guys do chase after girls more than girls chase after guys so that it seems that they have to jump through a lot more hoops mm-hmm. to getting a girl's attention but i just thought that that was very interesting, and you would think that more girls would then approach guys if that was the case. Mm.
1: I feel like it goes back to like when we asked you how you would approach a guy, and your first answer was, "I'd let him approach me." Yeah. So girls like the chase, guys just want to talk, right? So whether it's like me chasing you to initiate that conversation, or you saving a bunch of time and just coming up to us to initiate that conversation also has to do with like supply and demand like you said right there aren't many girls approaching guys i'm sure if it ever gets to that point where it becomes normalized then these like games would come in but there's no time like like, there is no room for games when you're like maybe out of a bar let's say you go to a normal bar there's probably two or three girls approaching guys Mm -hmm. so there's no room for you to play games and possibly ruin it
0: that's true there's a lot less competition as a woman. How can a girl make sure that the guy is not taken?
1: I think you just ask.
0: So would you just like ask them? They tell you, hey, yeah, I have a girlfriend and just walk away. That's that.
1: I think the more honest ones would tell you before you even ask when you try to initiate the conversation. Ah, Um, But then if you if you get vibes that, you know, something's not right, I would ask.
2: So can you break a little scenario down for us then if we had to piece it all together? It seems that it's quite simple for girls to approach guys, that more women should be doing it. And um, obviously there's a lot of like physical um, aspects to it, you know, presenting yourself well from the very beginning before the approach. But can you explain for you an ideal situation, what that would look like for a girl trying to pick you up?
1: Sure. So it could be like me, me going out with my friends and there is like a group of girls, two or three girls, who are also kind of doing the same thing. Um, And like I said before, the best way to infiltrate a group of guys is to just come and talk to all of them. Um, So uh, if the whole group comes over um, and then we start chatting with each other, getting drinks. And then in that conversation, the girl, one of the girls expresses like they show you eye contact, they express interest. And I think that's the time to go away. I don't think a particular like pickup line or opening conversation would do it if I'm out with a group of friends. And I also personally don't go out alone. So that would be the only time or the only scenario that would kind of be applicable.
0: So what if we weren't in a bar setting, for example, like how else would a woman be able to get your attention just in day to day?
1: See, that's even rarer at that point or more rare, um, because that basically never happens. I don't even know, like, would you do it at a library, a coffee shop? But like, you know, the the amount of people going to coffee shops and who are there for a particular purpose, you know, at a, at a bar or like during the nighttime, people are out to mingle. But when you're at like a coffee shop, like you're more like you have a specific reason to be there. So it, it automatically becomes harder to kind of approach someone, whether it's a guy or a girl.
2: That's really interesting. There's obvious disparities It's crazy because in our last episode, Kim, we got into talking about some pretty crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be interesting to kind of bring a couple of those things that we read about, about how guys could pick up girls to you
0: and ask you how you feel about them. Yes. Hemang, have you heard of nagging?
1: No. What is that?
0: It's an act of emotional manipulation whereby a person makes a deliberate backhanded compliment or otherwise flirtatious remark to another person to undermine their confidence and increase their need of the manipulator's approval. Why would someone ever do this?
2: For example, if you were talking to a girl and she's a lot more attractive, in your opinion, it's saying that a lot of guys would undermine that attractive woman or try to find a way to insult her to bring her a couple of notches down
1: so to to basically level the playing field when it comes to whether the physical or whatever else is going on that is the first time i'm hearing about it i could see it happening i don't know this kind of caught me off guard i don't know why people would would do this because like if they are at that attraction level like as a guy, you would want them to stay there. Like, mm-hmm. And when I say attraction level, attraction or like the way women present themselves is a sense of confidence. And why would you ever want to knock someone's confidence down? Because like if you were to like continue the conversation, wouldn't you want the person who's more confident than you just knocking down their confidence? And I don't know. It doesn't make sense. To That's that.
0: a very healthy answer.
2: We're not talking to a narcissist. Folks. <laughs> and have you ever heard of love bombing? At all?
1: No. What is that?
2: It's showering a girl with excessive amounts of gifts, affection, things like that, to make her sort of need to depend on you.
1: I could see why people do it, and I think I would do it too, but not for that particular reason. Um, I feel like some people, they are different types of people, and people re- receive affection in different ways. Some people like receiving... Other people just like the company, other people like getting things, whether whether it's very inexpensive or expensive in itself. Mm -hmm. So I could see why, you know, when you're showering someone with gifts, if the purpose isn't to make them dependent on you, but just to like show your affection towards them, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But if it's in this other sense um, that you guys probably talked about in your last podcast, I don't know, I think that's very manipulative. Mm -hmm
0: yeah going off of that there's also that hot cold method where for example you can love bomb someone but then immediately take away that affection it's a cycle of like providing love and then taking it away where that person then has a dependency on you
1: do you think that comes from girls liking the chase though because like the moment someone is always there for you it stops getting exciting because it becomes Ah, normal that's an interesting way to put it too
2: Yeah, in Robert Greene's Artist Seduction, it does kind of talk about how to make your love last a long, long time for it to not kind of fade out after a few years, which happens in a lot of relationships. This hot cold method does work, or at least this method of not letting your partner get away with everything, letting it be known when you're upset and letting it be known that they have to continue to work um and put in the work to please you in a way or and that the reward is just not always going to be on the table all the time. So I think it can be taken in a positive way, but I think when you have the intent of hurting someone or withdrawing love, you know, from them, withholding love and withdrawing love, that can be very manipulative. So I think there's little nuances to this and it depends in what context you're you're looking at it.
1: I think there's also like degrees to this hot and cold, right? Like, are you not texting them for a week after just giving them all your attention every week? Because that's crazy, right? Because then you're just showing that you're really for the chase. But if it's like something very small, like you're not giving them as many gifts or something like that, or you're like, you want them to kind of like want the gift and you're making them wait for it, that's something very small. And there's no manipulative behavior behind that. It's just for the excitement. It's a tease. Yeah, I'm
0: trying to find the balance. Like, what is an acceptable level? How can you make hot and cold, like, a teasing thing?
1: I don't know if you need to make it a teasing thing. But, like, it, I think it all comes down to, like, the way you communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, if if they tell you, hey, like, let's do something out of the box. And that's kind of your clue that, you know, mm-hmm. your your relationship's stagnant or, like, it's not the same as it was. And I don't think relationships could ever kind of stay the the same. Yeah. There's going to be points where, you know, it is mundane and you just deal with it but you hope that you know that you believe in each other enough that you can bring that excitement back
2: yeah so it's really interesting um because there are a lot of methods that we covered and i'm sure a lot of them would be surprising for a lot of men to hear
0: all right so this article is called 33 sexy ways to seduce a man who's not yet yours and hook him hard let's see what advice they have This article is on Love Panky. So I'm sure a lot of women have read this. So this says, Seduction isn't about sleeping with a man. Seduction is about making him desire you and seeing you as unattainable. And yet, it's about him worshipping you and wishing he could be with you at the same time. Seduction is the art of knowing how to pull a man in and keep him interested in you all the time. How do you feel about that?
1: That sounds pretty accurate. It's like a hamster on on a cheese wheel and at some point the the hamster is going to catch up to the cheese but the longer it is the more like exciting it is maybe for both parties involved not just for the for the girl what are your thoughts on that because if you're the one trying to seduce someone they could always stop trying right so what is the right balance for you guys
2: i think sometimes girls talk about this to other girls like oh i think i gave it up too soon and now he's not interested i've heard a lot of girls say that before Where maybe they should have held out longer when it came to um, physical aspects of a relationship. Um, Or, you know, they should have waited longer because after a guy gets the physical, then he's not interested anymore. So I know a lot of girls like talk about that sometimes. Um, I'm not sure what the exact timeline is, but sometimes it's just based on if a guy is losing interest, then the girl feels like, oh, she didn't hold out long enough.
1: So I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but wouldn't you rather know? if the guy has lost interest? Like, what if you just keep dragging it forever and then you find out a month later that, you know, this was never meant to work?
2: That's true. But I think in a majority of cases, like with guys picking up girls or, you know, vice versa, like, it is about the cookie in the end. (laughs) And I think when it comes to that, um, you know, after a couple of dates, have you ever seen um, Steve Harvey's Think Like a Man? No. There's like one movie and there's like a second part and I forgot the character's name, but she gives up um, her body too soon to the guy. And then he's like not interested anymore. She had like a rule with herself. Um, I think girls just have these like rules with themselves. Do you have any questions for us?
1: Yeah. So like what's the best pickup line that you've gotten?
2: It's not so much about pickup lines, but.
1: What's the best way a person has approached you?
2: We talked about this also in the last episode, but a lot of it is authenticity and respect. So approaching someone, keeping the other person in mind. I think that we kind of touched on how when a guy approaches you, um, he's kind of thinking about what he wants out of the interaction, whether it's sleeping with a woman or getting her number or there's some goal in mind, even if it's just getting to know her. Um, he's thinking about his own agenda and a girl can feel that. And I think that's why girls can sometimes repel the interaction or try to walk away from that interaction because they can feel the energy of, well, this person just wants something from me. So approaching a girl, keeping her in mind. So if she's with her group of friends, um, respecting the group of friends that she's with, asking her, hey, are you you know, busy right now? Um, being honest with her, I thought you looked really beautiful. Um, and I just had something I wanted to, I just wanted to talk to you and get to know you and maybe asking for her number that way and then not trying to isolate her because she is out with her friends but just maybe trying to talk to them too the same advice that's given to women to talk to the guy's friends the guy can do that to the girl too and talk to her friends um yeah and really bringing that equality to situation but i think coming from a place of respect authenticity honesty and keeping her in mind rather than just um your own agenda i think that can really help and the girl can feel that it's more about her and not so much about him
0: yeah, I feel like the interactions with men I've hold on to longer were when the men knew when to make an exit. I think there was like at least one encounter um, I experienced like a while ago where like a man just told me like, hey, I don't want to interfere with what you're doing. It seems like you're working on something, but I just wanted to compliment you today. And I thought that was very sweet. It was very respectable. And it was something that I, I thought about, you know, like he didn't like try for anything else. He sort of gauged if I would be interested in even opening up a conversation with him and you know I wasn't so he knew how to respectfully just leave and that was like one of the things we mentioned in the episode also just to know like to not be salty about it to be like oh okay you're clearly not interested in me so I'm gonna go right now and make a whole spectacle about it.
1: I feel like that is a very mature way to go about it Mm -hmm. and I feel like the guys who can handle rejection well are probably the ones who are more successful and like getting more engagement out of women and like i think this goes back to like one of the points that the article brought up was being sloppy and i i don't necessarily agree with that i feel like you have to be natural if you're having a few drinks you might spill something and i feel like especially when girls are coming up to guys um guys are more i would say relaxed even like when, when we read everything, when you guys did your last episode, they were never told to do makeup. They were never told to look, you know, moisturize their face or anything. But women are told to do that. Um, and I think from a guy's perspective, I don't think all that stuff matters. It's how can you be more natural? You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be kind of you. So if you're at the bar, you're, you're double fisting drinks. That's fine. Like that's that's what people want, because now the guy could see you outside of this situation and how you would act in that sense.
2: Yeah, I think we can agree that just authenticity and being yourself goes a long ways for both parties involved.
1: So I think I have a challenge for you guys. Um, your viewers would probably like this and your listeners would like this. The next time we go out to a bar, we, you both have to do a challenge and where you approach a guy. And you have to relay to your listeners how that went so they can know like the impact or like how it works in the real world and the guys you talk to would probably be really happy because someone someone approached them because it's rare
0: I'll let you take the lead
2: Trish it sounds like we are going to be the real living examples of how to pick up a man and we will update all of you on how this goes <laughs> when we do go out that sounds good challenge accepted. challenge
0: accepted
1: Cool. I will be there to witness it I take that back <laughs>
2: Thank you so much, Hemang, for coming on this episode, um, asking really good questions, giving us insights from a guy's perspective on... You know how guys would feel Um, and you're speaking for all i guess heterosexual men out there i'm sure like we said in the last episode this also applies to lgbtq community the queer community it's kind of the same stuff one person approaching the other but for the sake of the episode we did focus on a heterosexual man um, and a woman approaching the man so thank you for your perspectives and just coming and speaking to us on this I'm sure a lot of women would appreciate knowing that it's okay to approach guys and you know ask for their numbers and it isn't so much some of this advice is it could be seen in multiple ways and it's not so much about the looks but it's just about being confident approaching the guy and more women I guess should do that to make it easier on men so that there are less articles out there about how men can manipulate women
0: (laughs) you know what I feel like what this is telling us right ladies is if you are interested in a man you in fact could probably get him all you have to do is initiate
1: in the wise words of Shia LaBeouf just do it (laughs) well thank you for having me this has this has been fun and hopefully the viewers enjoy the perspective of, of a male um And yeah, I hope this is the first of many appearances.
0: Be sure to connect with us at Lucent Translation on Instagram. If you have any inquiries, lucentranslation at gmail.com is where you should send them. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. We appreciate all your support and love. And check us out next time. Bye.